0: Welcome to Go RIA, your one-stop resource for going independent. If you're a financial advisor looking to break away, you have come to the right spot. I'm Chuck Faleb. Today, we have with us Steve Chen, who is the founder and CEO of New Retirement. And we're going to be talking about using planning as a prospecting tool, uh, specifically through the lens of the RIA space. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Chuck, thanks for having me on. I
1: appreciate the opportunity to be here and speak to your audience.
0: It's great to have you here. So, before we get started, I would like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, LPL Financial. If you like them as an independent broker dealer, you're going to love them as an RIA custodian. Uh, Definitely worth checking out their value proposition. What we're going to talk about today is one of the many, I would say, advantages of being in the RIA space is coming across an idea and then implementing that idea lickety split. And, and that kind of brought me to Steve here. So I, I came across Steve's company, I don't think it's been two months ago. And I was like, wow, you guys are doing some pretty cool stuff. And here we are uh, getting ready to onboard with with your systems. And I think they're pretty cool. So we're we're talking about this in some part to, to highlight kind of the concept you guys have or your take on uh, building a pipeline that's built on planning. But the reason why this is really appropriate for going RIA, it's, a, it's another good example of when you are in the RIA space, whether it's your own RIA, or uh, if you tucked in and you picked a good RIA, you're inside an RIA that lets you do things creatively and quickly, right? Sort of the difference between an entrepreneur building your own RIA, or if you're with the right RIA that you tucked into, you can be an intrapreneur and run your business in there either way, Uh, The bottom line is, if you want to implement a new idea, you know, as I like to say, try doing this at your broker-dealer. You're not going to go from here's a thought to implementation within a month or two. So that's kind of framing what we're going to talk about. Let's dive into it a little bit. So, Steve, if you would, tell us, you know, what is the idea behind new retirement and and how are you guys building this pipeline that goes from prospect to do-it-yourself to full blown wealth management client? Sure.
1: Yeah so the reason we got into this business originally is that I was helping my mom figure this uh, you know challenge out right so how do I make the transition to retirement and you know she came to my brother and I and she needed some help and we tried to find a you know a financial advisor that could help her but we couldn't because of her demographics and and wealth level we couldn't really find someone that was super eager to help her. So um, mm. we ended up doing it ourselves on spreadsheets. And we we essentially innovated TurboTax for planning. So we built a platform where anybody uh, could build their own financial plan. So we started as a consumer business. And that's still running, but we run it really like a laboratory today. And then what happened is we've found that it's much better for us to go and work with channel partners, right? Different markets. So you know, wealth managers, REAs, and so forth. Um, you know, some banks and insurance companies are are working with us in the workplace as well. And we're, what we're doing is we're bringing our technology platform to them to help them run their businesses better. And, and the core value proposition is, uh, you know, so we think there's a huge amount of value with financial planning, and because it encompasses literacy, right? You're getting financially literate as you build a plan and learning about like what what constitutes plan, like you know how you know where's what you know what do i have for income expenses assets and debt how do those things interrelate like how will i use home equity or you know how what how does social security work those are the questions you have to kind of think about as you're building a comprehensive financial plan um mm-hmm. and so you get literate then you kind of see what you have and what's possible and then hopefully start to understand some of the decisions and levers that you have as an individual to make better choices but you what we're finding is you know you it's complicated, right? There's a reason there's a CFP designation and there's a reason people people become financial advisors and they get educated and there's a lot of expertise that needs to be brought to the table. The average layperson actually has a lot of, uh, makes a million important choices and having expertise along the way to help them make those choices is important. We're just trying to help get more people to the table for the expert advisors to work with in a and then have them work in a faster way. So, that basically, we went from TurboTax, like users on board themselves, to Google Docs, which is, hey, can we have advisors and uh, the consumer, you know, working together on one plan much more efficiently and like kind of getting through those big decisions quicker, and then tracking results and all that stuff. So that's kind of like a summary of what we're doing.
0: Sounds good. And needless to say, we're, we're doing a little preaching to the choir here, right? So the audience hearing and going to be advisors already, probably at a broker dealer, and they're thinking about going RIA. So we definitely buy into the idea that financial planning is, is critical. And to take that one step further, not only is it critical for the, the client, but I would argue that financial planning was critical for us as advisors, right? If you are still an advisor, and you are prospecting for new clients saying, I'm going to pick stocks better than someone else, or I'm going to pick stocks better than you can, or I'm going to pick stocks better than, you know, XYZ newsletter, good luck, right? That's that's going to be a dinosaur if you're not already a dinosaur. I truly believe that the value in our business is going to be the planning, the behavioral finance, and the asset management is becoming very monetized, right? Uh, especially when you're looking at next-gen clients. So let's, let's maybe pivot to that a little bit. So we understand the need for financial planning. It's important for the client. It's important for the well-being of our industry, but we should not be stock pickers, I don't think. We really need to be wealth managers, planners. So how are you guys seeing this system that you've put together being used uh, to walk someone through that pipeline, right? From being a prospect, to doing it themselves, to now doing it with some interaction with the advisor. Now you're a full-blown wealth management client. Walk us through that a little bit. Sure.
1: Yeah. So for our consumer audience, which again is a laboratory, but it's it's not nothing. We've had three hundred thousand people build financial plans. We have about fifty thousand active users. We have Ooh. you know thirteen to fourteen thousand um, paying subscribers. And the thing is, those the people that are paying us, they are kind of mass affluent. Plus, you know, we're they're actually managing about thirty billion dollars. So even though, and you know, this is people that pay us. People that free users are managing another you know, 50 plus billion dollars. But um, let's pause on that for a second. I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of those numbers. Those are some pretty big numbers.
0: So did you say 30 billion? Did I hear that right?
1: 30 billion. So the average user that we have has a couple million dollars. So the thing Ooh. is, you, you know, or more. So it's like when you get to 15,000 people, that's how you suddenly are like, oh, wow, people that are paying us, right? That uh, if they each have a couple million dollars, uh, you know, it ends up being big numbers in a hurry. And that's what's so interesting. But yeah, what we're learning with them now, we've attracted folks that are planning enthusiasts, I would say, right? And I, I would say we have product market fit with them. So they are, they know what's going on more. Many of them have their own spreadsheets and are like, okay, great, fine, great. I found a cool planning technology that I can use instead of my spreadsheet. But even with them, many of them get to the point where we, what I would say the journey is this, you know, you're getting educated, you're framing up what you have, you're starting to see and the software helps you see what are my opportunities? Is it in tax efficiency for a lot of users? When we look at our data in aggregate, the median benefit for one of our users is over a hundred, the median tax benefit through Roth conversions is over a hundred thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. that, you know, our users are finding stuff like that. There's alpha in, you know, making good decisions around taxes, around the state planning, kind of being thoughtful about all these things. So I think what happens is people are like, great oh, this is confirming my own thinking, but oh man, I didn't realize I could do these other things. And now it, I even even if I feel I'm an expert or even if I have a current advisor, many of them are like, maybe I want a second opinion or I want to, t-. And, and we offer limited services, again, to support our users, but we have coaches, we have like one CFP, so we don't have a ton of C, you know CFPs, but we have um, the ability to talk to someone if you want to, and we learn that way, but we're not trying to uh, build a big full service advisory firm, and and major right. users, you know, they have they have, you know, some are do, do it full DIY, some are validators, and some are, you know, delegators. They they're like I've outsourced this, but uh, you know, I'm still messing around a bit to to see compare. Sure. Get...
0: So you're you're using you know the and this is not a small sample size, right? Thirty billion dollars, that's a legitimate sample size, and I I like the term you used as a laboratory, and then you're using that I assume to help. Essentially, construct what you're delivering to these different channels. We're talking kind of more specifically today about the RIA channel. So, I, I think a good use case for for RIAs in general, and this is what we're exploring as well, we haven't pulled the trigger yet, but we're giving it some real serious thought. So, you know, look, we have two sort of flows of people that we need a good solution for. One's going to be the participants for our 401ks, and the other's going to be what we like to call, you know, at our shop, the KOCs. And a KOC yeah. is a kit of client, right? So these are all people, you know, participants, kids of clients that need some planning work. Now, do they need you know to sit down on a quarterly basis with a you know full-blown certified financial planner and um, really get all this done in, in, in a great level of specificity? Maybe not, right? If if they just need some general planning guidance. And I think that's what's interesting about your platform is you can start off as just a prospect. I'm gonna sign myself up, very low time commitment for me as the advisor. But it also helps me keep an eye on the KOCs and the participants and, and really monitor when do they need the bigger guns that, you know, a human CFP could bring into the mix. And then they go from essentially a do-it-yourselfer to uh, a client to a full-blown financial planning client. Uh, is that what you guys are envisioning and, and are you seeing that right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, that we are yeah. focused today, mostly on the immediate household, but we are starting to see, we do believe and and are investing in kind of like this intergenerational planning future, right? So for Mm -hmm. most people that most of our users today are kind of like approaching retirement. So they're 50 plus, they're mass affluent folks, homeowners. And, you know, when you reach a certain point, like you realize for many people, like the money is not for me, right? The money is for my family. And my kids, and maybe if they're older, my grandchildren, and if they have a lot of money, we're already seeing people like, you know, there's a lot of strategies around like, hey, I'm going to fund 529s for my grandchildren, right? I'm thinking about, if I'm sitting on a fortune home equity, like how do I tax efficiently get that to my kids? So the idea that, I mean, this is what happened in our family, right? So like my brother and I like coordinate and think about, are we taking care of, you know, our parents, right? And what's the plan for them? you know, and we have our own children, like what's our, you know, well, I mean, we take of our, of our own children, but like, there is some kind of thinking of like, how do we uh, work together to make good decisions across our family? And, and and I think in many families, what you'll see is, you know, very often there's like a banker person, right? There's someone who's much more sophisticated about the financial stuff and they can dive in and start like influencing other people in the family and maybe doing some stuff for them.
0: I think that's pretty good. And then it, taking it to that I guess if you will last level right from identifying a prospect or utilizing it for a koc or participant in a 401k to having them utilize the tool getting comfortable with it maybe running somewhat of scenarios now they're like okay they've they've graduated for lack of a better term and they really now need the the guidance and partnership of a you know human cfp do you does your system now or do you envision it will have the same kind of robust capabilities that we see with for example you know, we're we're big fans of eMoney or Money Guide Pro or or Wright Capital. Do you see it uh, moving into that lane or is it gonna be really used to identify the, the smaller AUM households, mm-hmm. get them to the point where they're engaged in some financial planning, but then you would switch over to another program to do the in-depth planning, or do you feel that they could stay in that same ecosystem?
1: You know, we definitely because we started consumer first. I think that's just so different. This, is like our platform was built for consumers first, and now we're enabling it for advisors. But it's the same core platform. Yeah, for sure. I think the, the near term value is prospecting. Like, let anyone you know. For a lot of advisors, they get all kinds of people. If they're doing, especially users advisors that are, you know, innovating and they're on YouTube or on are on Twitter. You know this many of them are overwhelmed actually with like wow i'm getting all these people want to talk to me that's amazing but then they're like but i only want to talk to people that and i only have time for um you know because they're gated by their time you sure. know a certain slice of that so what happens to everybody else well where do they send them well you know it's not a great thing to be like i've attracted 100 people a day are showing up from youtube and then they can't take care of them um so i think there's a this gives them a way to like hey have a digital front door Let anyone build a plan. You can start to learn more about them. Maybe you can have different ways of serving them. You know, if you're, you know, it's like, oh, maybe I can do a one to many. Like that's what we do classes, office hours, Mm -hmm. kinds of concepts. Some of our, we have advisors that we work with um, that are, uh, you know, doing things like clubs. You know, they're like, hey, I'm going to have a club and I'll have 500 people in it and I'll go to them and bring them a more standardized way of supporting them. But it's also much lower cost, that kind of model.
0: Right, I, I think that's interesting, especially as there's so much talk in the RI space in particular about different fee structures, and that really dovetails with the different types of fee structures and service models. Right, you're hearing about tiers, you know, tier A, B, and C, or platinum, gold, silver, whatever you want to call it, and it seems like this type of idea could be conducive for that. Betterman, let me just bring them up for just a moment. So Betterman was pretty well known as as having um, a really uh, well established white label robo-advisor solution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you guys see that as what you're moving toward, but not the asset management, but really the financial planning side? So in other words, white-label right it, it's a robo-advisor of sorts, but instead of going right to the asset management, maybe it's a robo-planner. Is is that kind of the vision and what you guys are looking at?
1: Yeah, and I think that basically summarizes it. We um, have been focused on that the whole time. It's like planning is critical step here, it frames up all the other decisions you make. And one of the challenges we see, because we're also working like in the workplace, or we'll work with advisors and only see part of it. If you only see part of someone's household, like you're in the workplace, and you only see their 401k, but you don't know that they've got a bunch of other stuff over here and houses and other whatever things, you know, liabilities and assets over here is like, you can't really, you you really need to look at someone's full situation to make Mm -hmm. recommendations across their entire balance sheet. And I think where we're headed to answer both questions is like, hey, prospecting. But yeah, we, if you want to end up using eMoney or MoneyGuide Pro or right Capital, we can port the data and keep using that if that's your motion. And if you have your own asset management model, we can plug into that. I mean, those that we're doing those kinds of projects today with with partners where we'll enable that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think over time you'll see us like focus on this planning aspect. We want to play nicely with the rest of the ecosystem. Uh, so that's that's our approach
0: okay and one of the major reasons why i love doing goal ria in these podcasts is i i get to do the due diligence for my firm at the same time so it's kind of double duty here so we we are um, very solidly an e-money shop i love e-money i love cash flow based financial planning i just want to go back to something you mentioned there with regards to porting is it now or do you see in the future like you would be able to use perhaps yours as that digital front door and i love that expression and then if i wanted to stick with e-money be able to, and this is the key, easily port that over to eMoney and then take them to the next level that way, or is it? I mean, everybody's really be manual.
1: Yeah, it really depends on the the API integrations that made available by eMoney. So we mm-hmm. can, you know, our data is well structured. We, we're an API based business, so we can exchange data with whoever as long as there's an open, well documented set of set of APIs on their side. But yeah, I think all, over time. You know, for certain users, I mean, I understand eMoney has a lot of capabilities, you know, I wouldn't say that we are equivalent to them, but I would say we are innovating pretty rapidly and we have our own ideas about how this is going to evolve. I also think that the design of the systems and I mean, the platform matters a lot, the user experience, like this is where making it really easy and understandable. There's a million small lessons we've learned serving all these consumers, which is how, you know, like the language, how you present things, how you ask questions and what order, you know, what you show versus what you hide. And, and, And like, we're not like, we have a lot of work to do. There is a ton of effort here just to simplify this and just make it more seamless and more elegant. But the easier you make it, the more understandable you make it, the more people you can serve because then they have less questions. Like when one interesting thing for us is we have a handful of people like three or four, that support 50,000 active users like mm-hmm. that's happening and it's mostly online like we don't really get phone calls it is mostly like through chat interfaces mm-hmm. you know, help co- content we've written a bunch of videos we're creating and the fact that also we do like you know office hours and classes and stuff like that and we have a we have 15,000 people in facebook you know as, asking each other questions and talking to each other so it's this it's this one to many and many to many motion that is i think it has some ideas for other players in the space.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really neat. So let's talk about that for, for a moment. So I think anyone listening that has a book of business or uh, a team or a small firm or even a medium-sized firm, when we're hearing that you can service 50,000 clients with a handful of people, let's dive into that a little bit more. So obviously that's a very different business model that a lot of the more traditional financial planners are accustomed to. The first question I have on that, the fifty thousand person pearl, mm-hmm. what does that demographic look like? I assume mass affluent. What's the age on that?
1: Yeah. So our, you know, it's forty-five plus. I mean, they're they're, they're pooled in that area. Although people are they're getting younger, you know. It, it, so it's today, like a lot of the pool I would say 45 plus, they buy us male, they buy us married. Now, we are actively working on uh, reaching people who are younger, and and as we go to the enterprise, we are encountering a much more diverse set of people. The the, the folks that are, have been attracted to us so far has been largely been organic. You know, I think that over time you'll see us. It'll it'll definitely get younger. It'll we'll get more women. that will continue to get more diverse, uh, and we're designing for that. I mean, that's what you know. A big part of this is how do you help younger people make better decisions? Because that's the biggest thing that the biggest lever for most people is. You know, how much can they save and how much time do they have? And do they get in the market early and stay invested and not shoot themselves in the foot as over time? If you can invest, if you can save 15 to 20% of your money, invest appropriately, like hopefully pretty aggressively in the market and not sell when there's market falls, they just ignore the market and just hang on for 20 years. You know, you you can start at 20 and, and wake up at 40 and be like, you're pretty much on your way and set, you know, it's just, yeah. it's simple, but not easy for people to do. That's right.
0: Well, my my 16 year old son just learned that lesson. He earned a little money last year and uh, he put a thousand dollars, 50% in the S&P and 50% in the uh, semiconductor index and made $200, he says yesterday for doing nothing. I was like, well, that's, that's the key, man, right? Make your money work for you and, and leave it alone. So yeah. the earlier, the better to learn that lesson.
1: Yeah. No, it's incredible. Uh,
0: a couple of things I want to, Focus on, and then we can wrap it up for today. One, and it made me think of this when you said that your demo right now is skewing male, and it made me think of something which I didn't think of before until you said that uh, is another firm called Elevest. Are you familiar yeah. with those guys? Yep. Yep. Now they're very skewed female, obviously. Are Are they doing something similar to what you're doing, or are you doing something similar to what they're doing? What's the compare and contrast there?
1: Yeah. They've done some really interesting things, and I really, you know, like what Sally Krocak and their whole team is doing over there. And so, yeah, though they've they've had kind of like a subscription model for sure, right, where you can just subscribe to it and and make it a really low entrance fee, have coaching, really focus on that literacy part of it. Uh, and then they have kind of like the other side, which is like the investment management side. Yeah, we we do think that for firms like that, that you know, you can you can definitely have a much more targeted the same kinds of mechanics that we're doing could be helpful of like one to many, you know, that community facilitation, but like have that content and that any of the assumptions be much more geared in this case for women, right? So women have a lot of different challenges than men or, and more challenges, right? They live longer there. There's like a penalty if you have children for social security, Mm because you're not making money, then you're not getting credit for that. So they, you know, historically women have, in many cases, right, the males have been managing the money more, but that's changing pretty dramatically. I mean, the, the reality is women are going to be in control of the world's finances over the next coming decades in a in a, in a huge way. So, if you're in this business, you need to be thinking hard about how you serve women and show up for women and make sure you take care of their needs. And I think one thing that's interesting is we like firms like Elvest. We also, you know, we're doing some work with Mercer and even ourselves. If you look at our leadership team teams, like obviously at Elvest tons of women, right at Mercer, there's also a lot of strong female leaders Um, Mm -hmm. and at us. I think our leadership team is, is more than half female now. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. And, and you know, it definitely gives you a different perspective. And I think uh, you make much better decisions if you have a much more diverse set of people weighing in on how you record company.
0: Oh, sure. I, I think that's well established. You know, diverse in all different types of ways, brings in different viewpoints, and that ends up getting, I think, better outcomes. Did you say you're working with best, or, or did I hear that wrong? Are you
1: collaborating with them at all? we are not they are not a customer of ours we have talked to them in the past we share an investor ulu ventures invested in us and also invested in them so as oh, a venture so i mean that's one way we, we are connected mm-hmm. but yeah they're also you know there's some other folks are around here you know we, we we talk to a lot of companies we're always interested in talking to smart people that are doing interesting things in, in the space so. sure.
0: yeah and, and she's certainly doing some great stuff over there at elavis there's no yeah. doubt Perfect. but it seems to me like elavis and um they're really keeping all that technology in-house, right? Whereas it looks like you guys might be going down a different path where you have sort of that incubator, not Mm -hmm. a small incubator, a $30 billion incubator. But then also looking to create this as a white label for other firms, other RIAs to adopt. Is that a pretty fair statement or? Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we very intentionally, we, we did start as a consumer business. We super intentionally pivoted to be an enterprise business. So we're gonna change our name. We don't have a new name yet, but we are changing the name from new retirement to know, Our vision is to be like Stripe for financial planning. So we we wanna yeah. be running around selling and licensing our technology to other players. We wanna help them adopt planning faster, you know, our, our and, and you know, just go quicker. Like well, basically our argument to any company now is: hey, we have a good platform, we know it works, right? It's work on the consumer side. Uh, we're very confident and test it. Like, see what happens. Like we tell consumers, try our platform. If you like it, stick with it. Twenty percent of people that try our platform upgrade. You know, we think that a large percentage of these enterprises can get a lot of value from us. And we're innovating like crazy all the time on this thing. That's so all we do. So you know, we want to work through these companies. So yeah, we would love to license our platform to LVEST and like have them, you know, use it to help more women achieve better financial outcomes. And that's basically what our message to everybody is like, and, you know, every company wants, will want to have, they have their own, they have their own products, their own service levels, their own, you know, in in a ways they invest, you know, like planning is just one part of the solution here for people in the wealth management space. And, you know, we think we can help them move a little bit quicker in that area and, and that'll be good for everybody. This episode is sponsored by LPL Financial, where there is more than one way to RIA. Whether you're looking to start an RIA, join an existing RIA, or explore new custodian options, LPL can help bring your perfect fit into focus. Through a consultative fit process, LPL will work with you to determine how to best bring your RIA to life in the way that suits your innovative spirit. You can build and customize your RAA from scratch, or you can join an existing RIA to leverage its established solution. As a leading custodian and top RIA in the country, LPL believes the best way to RIA is your way. LPL will help you discover it. Visit go.lpl.com forward slash youradvisorfit. That's go.lpl.com forward slash y-o-u-r-a-d-v-i-s-o-r-f-i-t.
0: Right. that sounds good. And uh, the last thing we could touch on today and, and then we'll uh, wrap up uh, this particular episode. And I, we touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I want to do a little bit of a deeper dive into this. And I think one of the best use cases for what you're describing here is for the 401k advisors, right? So usually the, the idea of a tip of the iceberg. So let's say you have a 401k, maybe it has 50 participants in it. And as the advisor to that 401k, you want to make sure there's good funding lineups. You want to make sure there's great education. And again, the the education is not so much which fund is best, right? Or what what fund makes is best for you, but planning. You have to do some of that planning work. And I I love the idea of a win-win, right? So if we have the ability to deliver a do-it-yourself planning opportunity for these participants. So let's say there's a participant in a 401k that has a balance of $5,000. Okay. They still need planning work, right? They could be just a young person starting off in life. Uh, They need to plan for college savings, perhaps uh, insurance planning, whatever that is. But as they're putting together this do-it-yourself, and this is the win for the advisory firm, perhaps, you have this participant in a 401k that has $5,000, probably well under the radar for most advisory firms. But as they're filling out the do-it-yourself planning software, they link in their million dollars they have at Merrill Lynch, the $500,000 they have at their old Google 401k. Now, that becomes a very interesting prospect for the advisory firm to talk to, whereas prior to being able to collect this information, they would have just been one of hundreds of $5,000 participants. Are you seeing a lot of folks interested in utilizing this type of technology for that purpose?
1: Well, we are really leaning into the workplace space in a big way. and I think that's an example of like how we approach the market differently. Like We're trying to bring our platform to wealth to the workplace, to large financial services companies and to end consumers, right? But yeah, th- essentially the workplace is where most people have most of their money. If you look at the balances on our side, right, they're in 401ks, and IRA, ro- you know, ro- rollovers that have happened. And, you know, I think a lot of users, people that have money, many of them, because it's in qualified accounts, as they get older, they face, uh, you know, RMDs, minimum distributions are coming. And so a lot of them really are thinking hard about Roth conversions, because if they don't get the assets repositioned into a totally tax exempt vehicle, and then we help people think that kind of strategy through, like we automate that stuff for folks, um, or we, we automate like the strat- strategy around it, they could face massive tax obligations later, and it could have massive impacts to their estate. But yeah, there are um, the workplaces where people are savings, and, and yeah, you don't know. You could talk to someone and like you think they have, you know, five thousand bucks, but you know, the other thing that's happening here is there's gonna be like fifty trillion dollars that gets passed between generations, you know, as the yeah, as the silent generation boomers, right? They go to retire, they they've been saving money and then they're like many of them, you know, don't don't end up you know, they, they people that have money when they retire, they have more money when they pass away. And that money is gonna go somewhere, it's gonna go to their children. And I like I see this in my life, like I see this in my town. People show up in this town, which uh, where and it's like they're younger couples, and like they're buying houses, and it's like they inherited a million bucks, or they got like yeah, some Google payout or something like that. But like, mm-hmm. big piles of money are showing up with younger people, and then that's changing their lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that sounds really good. So, uh, Steve Chen, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. Uh, I think it's a really neat solution, and you know, from my perspective, my lens is always through the Go RIA angle. And it's just another example of, of so many things being built that are optimized for the RIA space. And again, the, the big compare and contrast here is if you're in a big wirehouse, you come across a neat idea, you might be able to get it through to your branch manager, get it approved, maybe not. It's certainly not going to be fast if you're able to do it. The RIA space in contrast, super nimble. You can go from Wow, this is a cool thing I just saw in some random blog post. To implementing it very, very quickly, uh, and that's probably reason one thirty-seven why I love the RIA space. There, there's so many reasons to to really like it. So, Steve, thanks a lot for taking some time to um, share these thoughts with us and our audience. And uh, on behalf of Investment News uh, and Go RIA, I'm Chuck Fela, and uh, we will see you all in uh, a couple of weeks. Thanks so much. Good
1: for having me on. Appreciate
0: it you bet, Steve. Good to see you. Take care.